but I was just gonna see if um, Audacity worked here, but uh, it, it's, you know, sometimes you can't have the best luck with these kind of things, these little technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. just, you know, it, it just comes and goes, I suppose, yeah, yeah. But uh, just, uh, could you speak a little bit now here, just so I can see if it picks up? Yeah, sure. Oh, um, it, it works. You did it. Good job. Yay! <laughs> Well, um, let me, let's just go ahead and start this thing. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of uh, Lizards in the Sun. As you can hear, I have a new guest with me for today's show. His name Hello. is... Here he is. His name is yes. uh, Nicholas. That is your name, yep. sir? That is indeed my name. <laughs> and um, my relation with you is uh, we study English, both of us, but you're actually my tutor. Yep, I was indeed. Yes. Which was about like two years ago now. Yeah. It actually, it's two years ago, right? Like literally now. Really? I mean, it, it would have been in September. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. It's two years ago since I started English. I, I guess that's actually true. Yeah. But you, you're still a tutor, and you're still a tutor for the new uh, recruits of English students that have arrived, I assume. Uh, no, actually not. I stopped doing that after the first time because I couldn't really balance my time between uh, between Magpa, like the, the what is Magpa? Yeah, I was about to say oh, Magpa is um, our volunteer sort of Friday bar, uh, which we run uh, under Studenta Samfona, mm. um, and we work together with like five other bars sort of scattered across all of our, um, it's a college yeah. bar. It's a college bar. Yeah. Yeah. University bar. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, you... so we're entirely nonprofit, meaning that we sell beer about as cheap and we can get it. Uh, it only like the, the only actual profits we make are to cover our own expenses. So that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Might even do it. Um, Free beer, I like or? sort of creating a space where people can relax. I like creating experiences. We work quite closely with several different courses, uh, including history. And uh, we actually, we bartend uh, our sort of professors' parties at the culture and global studies. Mm. Um, so we, we bartend both their, their Christmas party and their, and their summer party. I, I like that you say you, you like to create a calm atmosphere, but we're still talking about something that's like a bar <laughs> where people well, go yeah, and get fucked not, up not, and uh, not not every bar is like Jumfuenega. Like we, we <laughs> sort of strive to not play loud music and we just we, we try to sort of differentiate ourselves because there are a lot of bars on campus. Mm. Um like just a, there's a bar just on the other side of the street called Bias Bar, and then like maybe two, three hundred meters away, we have Baban over at at uh, Fibiastad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're sort of mashed between two bars, uh, one of which is vastly more popular than ours. So we have to sort of differentiate ourselves. So not only do we now sell beer in actual glasses, uh, which we don't do in the month of September because it would be fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, um, that's good. That's a good call. But we do with that, and then we've started selling wine because we found out that's something we can do. 
Really? Is that wait? Is that I've, I haven't heard that. Is that a new thing? You're doing that? Yeah, that is a new thing. Uh, we started doing it at just like the very end uh, of last semester. Okay. And then we think we're gonna actually start like doing it um, every week from now on. We definitely did it like two days ago. Well, good, good sir. That sounds very cultivating. I must, I must say, that's a, <laughs> yeah, a bar yeah. that serves wine. That's uh... yeah, exactly. You can buy a glass of wine. Like I'll be pouring wine right under the picture of a big dick. So you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the, the, just just explain that joke? Uh, we let people sort of draw pictures, and then we'll put them up on the wall. Uh, and of course, if or the wall give, behind you at the bar. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. If if you give a drunk person a piece of paper and a pencil, they'll draw a dick. I'll draw a dick, so, yeah. But we do also have some very, very nice uh, watercolor drawings. So okay. it is about as cultured as you could expect from people who like to get a beer now and then. And when you serve the wine, is it in wine glasses or is it just in, you know, like, um, what, styrofoam cups uh, in, or? In, in, uh, in wine glasses. Oh. What? No, we serve, like, we serve things in a glass if we can get away with it. Okay, except for September. Because there's too many people. Like, we don't have enough glasses. Right. So, to sort of serve some with a glass and others with a cup makes no sense. Mm. So, we'd rather that things sort of calm down. Mm. And then uh, then we'll, we'll go back to serving in glasses. So, nobody cuts themselves. I mean, if, that's why it's probably better to have, like, you know, I said styrofoam cups um, or, like, plastic cups in general. Or yeah. that's not nearly as lethal to, you know, throw at each other, I suppose. Well, yeah. You can still cut yourself on a plastic glass. I mean, you can still cut it up. And, like, if you're really creative, you can still get hurt with it. I was, I was about to say, like, if you're determined to cut yourself, you can cut yourself with anything. <laughs> that's, that's, like, if you really want to cut yourself with a plastic cup, you'll get away with cutting yourself with a plastic cup. But I trust the people who enter the bar not to actually try actively to hurt themselves. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a question of triumph of the will, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just a question of will. It's, it's <laughs> will and power. It's, it's, it's just a strength of character to, <laughs> to, to, to actively try to cut yourself with whatever you're drinking out of. <laughs> mm -hmm. But so you you are a bartender at uh, the local um, university bar then. Um, I'm uh, I'm the chairman of the bar. Oh, you're the chairman. Uh, yeah, I've been a chairman. I've been the chairman of the bar for about a year now, uh, which has been uh, an exciting experience to say the least. Like, there's a lot of of shit to deal with. I feel like oh, uh, because like as sort of the vice chairman. Which I was like, I was the, um, I was the, I was the vice chairman and the treasurer before. Treasurer? Yeah, I thought, I think I said that right. Um, mm -hmm. So that meant that I basically handled sort of, I, I handled external parties and I handled the money, um, which was a sort of very internal thing. Uh, like it, it's, it basically meant that I was managing the bar. And mm. then I became the chairman, and suddenly I had to take all the other bars into account, and I had to sort of, like, I, I, I do a lot of sort of external work now. Like, I work very little within the bar as as I just sort of focus on 
the bar running from an outside perspective. So you do all, like, what you're saying is, like, you do promotion, you do maybe some, um, what is it, um, like, um, you talk to um, the de- delivering and all that of, I, um, of alcohol. I, and, I uh, talk, I talk, no, I, basically, I just work with Stadinda Samfona, and I sort of work closely with the other chairmen of the other bars mm-hmm. uh, in order to sort of make sure that we're working together towards a somewhat common goal. Mm. Um, which is to like just make a a sort of nice, cozy, like just cozy places to be for for people to to hang out after school, after class. Um, yeah, sure, and then sure. Of course, but to sort of cover, yes. like make it as fun as possible for the the volunteers as well. And you're saying this is a difficult task. Because it sounds I'm like say, I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm saying it's, it's a difficult task to sort of balance out between the other bars because uh, I'm I'm very very new to that whole thing. Oh, so it's more an issue of sort of it's more of an it's more an issue of not I wouldn't say incompetence but sort of lack of experience. Yeah, um, it is. It's it's hard to sort of step into to a group of people who just know what they're doing and have been doing it for years and if they haven't been doing it for years they have been taught by someone who's been doing it for years so it's like they are uncharted territory for you in a way exactly yeah and then you get into it and they go all right so the beer pong tournament will be running as usual right and then five other people go <laughs> uh yes and then i go what beer pong tournament yeah. you know like it's that sort of thing all right uh so i know that i'll have to like it was my first time setting up a bar for the Studenta, uh, the Studiestats Fest this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so I'll be, I, I at least have that experience to teach to the next guy, and then I hope to get at least one beer pong tournament uh-huh. under my belt, mm-hmm. uh, so I can teach that as well. Because <laughs> last year we didn't actually, we didn't have a bar at the Studenta, at at the Studiestats Fest. And I think for the last like year and a half, two no, that uh, upwards towards three years, we haven't actually competed in the beer pong tournament because none of us know how to set up a tournament. Oh, so we just had no interest in it. So is that why? I mean, you said you were the vice uh, vice manager, um, vice chairman, vice chairman earlier. Is that why you had no experience of it because the current chairman at that time also did not know anything about it, or? Um, there, like, the last, like, I want to say, like, four chairmen, uh, it's only, like, one who's actually stayed to try to teach, but he wasn't the chairman for a very long time. Mm. Um, so when I started and when, like, the four or five before me started, they didn't actually get taught by anyone. Mm. Um, so it's more a learning-as-you-go thing. And that is just particularly difficult because, like, you have no idea how to how to handle problems, to handle actual issues, Uh like like such as such as such as trying to set up a beer pong tournament and then just realizing, well, we only have one table, well, we have no money for a table. How do we set it up so that one table is enough? Well, we should run in another week. Well, we're already already one week behind. And then all those things just compound into one big 
sort of ball of issues that goes. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to set up a beer pong tournament this this semester. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like it becomes kind of an eye opener for why it hasn't happened the previous uh, year and a half, three years. What is that we're saying? Or year and a half? Uh, the la- I've been I've been a volunteer at the bar for the last two and a half years. Coming yeah. up on coming up on three. Okay. Um. I started on my second semester, and I'm starting my seventh now. So it's coming up on three years. Uh, And I've had just about every uh, board post that I could have, except one. Uh, The only one, the only board post I haven't had Mm -hmm. is um, like the one in charge of our storage. Okay. Uh, we we have a guy. We have one guy who's like whose job it is to make sure that we have enough beer and oh. have enough and have enough you know sodas and so on and so forth. Yeah. That's the only the only thing I haven't done. Otherwise, I've been PR. I started as PR, and then I moved on to be the vice chairman and the treasurer. And then because I can't be both, like the 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 chairman before me. Yeah, he he, um, he got stressed out and he had to leave. Mm. So I, until I was officially elected, I was the the chairman, the vice chairman, and the treasurer. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, and I was the break of chains. I was three fifths of the board. <laughs> break of chains, motor dragons. <laughs> which was at least, like, at the very least, slightly stressful. I, yeah, it sounds like that. <laughs> So and and when the previous guy he, he left due to stress that that must be quite a premonition for you then I assume. He he left like three weeks before the uh, Studio Stars Fest and he, and he was like can can you set up the bar for the Studio Stars Fest I had no idea what to do <laughs> so I was like uh, yeah sure and then as soon as I realized there were no volunteers three weeks before and I had no idea what to do I was just like oh yeah I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> wait, are you, uh, wait, I don't know, tutors this uh, this this semester? What are you saying? Or no, but the the problem is that all our volunteers at the bar are tutors, so they have to be on the other side of the bar. Oh right, okay. Like right. they're they they are su- superiorly busy that day. Mm. Uh, they have the hands full. Was, huh? Yeah, I, I, they have their hands full, and so do you, of course. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think when I I had one class on Friday. Uh, like last Friday, mm-hmm. and I couldn't come to it because I had to be in Magba with one other volunteer, the only like other guy almost in the bar who isn't, who wasn't either involved in the actual Studio Stats Fest oh. or uh, wasn't a tutor. Like that's just that was one guy. So I was <laughs> there with him from from ten till till four. Uh, standing in Magba, and then I had to go to the to Studio Stats Fest, mm-hmm. and then I had to do a shift from twenty one to one, uh, from from nine to one, where people are just definitely the drunkest they could be because some of them have been drinking since two. So so it's like you met you could almost like I met them earlier that day and then meet them later the same day. <laughs> And they yeah, were luckily, I, wasn't, than... I wasn't a bartender. I was more of a like we call it a um, oh fuck, what is that? What's the what's the English word for that? Hooding. Bodyguard. 
No, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hooting in English. A what now? Yeah, the chief. Fuck it. Okay. I was I was the chief of the bar. You were uh, the supervisor. You were. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. In a manner of speaking, I was the supervisor. Yeah. All right. Uh, which basically meant that I had to to make sure, like the the bar is like I was so happy with the way they set up the bar because it's in in like three levels. So there are people at the front who take sort of um, like people's orders. Yeah. And then there are people in the middle who make the order, and then there are people at the back, which is basically me, who's, who make sure that the storage filled with all the stuff they need to produce drinks and beer is all filled up. You make this sound like a battle, like a, like, like a war battle or something like that. Oh, it is. It really? is. Trust me. It absolutely is. Because it sounds like there's a whole strategy as to how to run a bar. I never considered that. <laughs> there is at least... So, at least... Like, with a party of over 3,000 people, you have to have a plan. There were that many? Uh, oh, yeah. There were 3,300 this year. Oh, shit. Which was <laughs> a lot less than they should have had. Uh, partly because, like, there was a fire at the place where they had to have the party. Okay. Um, not while the party was going on, but, like, a month before... Gigantium caught on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. And then um, for, for then the people, for the sorry, they, sorry, Nicholas, for the people listening, uh, there was a there's a building close to the university called Gigantium, which is like a big place where people go to gather for events such as this one. I assume, yes. It's it's for like concerts, sports events. Uh, right. There's you know you can go swimming. It's very sort of sports oriented, but they sometimes use the big rooms for for other things. Like, clearly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they so have 3,000 like people. <laughs> we have, like, the massive sports hall uh, mm -hmm. just set up for over 3,000 people to come and party. But they had closed off, like, a large part of it mm. uh, due to the fire. Okay. And that meant that there, was, that there could be less people at the place. And then, on top of that, I think just 500 less people than they expected bought tickets. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. But I think that came out well for them in the end. Because, from what I understand, like they had bought 5,000 liters of beer. Uh, and towards the end of the party, with like an hour and a half left, I was told that there were, there were 800 liters left. Hmm. Um, luckily, the party was sort of dying down at that point, because they had drunk 4,200 liters of beer. What, 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 sorry, how much they drunk? For 4,200 liters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that does sound like a, that does sound like a lot of uh, new recruits at a university and, in Denmark. And, and then of course, like countless bottles of gin, vodka and uh, rum and shots, so many shots. They did Oy. so many shots. Uh, it, it sounds like one hell of a party. I mean... And one hell of a like, cleanup. Oh yeah, that took like an hour and a half to just put the tables away. Oh, to, for for just that. Yeah, and then like the other people, like at this point they sent like all the the volunteers home because we were just fucking burned out. Mm. And then I spoke to one of them, and he was like, "Yeah, I have to stay until seven, <laughs> until seven in the morning." <laughs> what? What? Why did he have to stay there? That's because crazy. they have to clean the place oh like they have to actually clean up the place 
take all the lights down, take all the speakers down, take all the tables out, make sure they get picked up. All this shit they have to do. Like that. What if you sort of come like? What if you like? The first year you're at the party, you go, "This party fucking sucks." Oh. And then and I'm sorry to say because the party just sucks sometimes. This what? year it ran so smoothly; it was actually kind of okay. But why would it suck? I mean, it sounds like with that many people, it it sounds because, like it could be a lot of fun. Like the because it sort of defeats the purpose of a first day of school, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it 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 builds up until until like you can't talk together. You get so drunk that maybe you even if you could hear each other, you wouldn't want to. Oh, like. It sort of ruins the 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 soul of a of a first day at school where you have to actually uh, get to know people. Right. So because it's, sure you can party, but you won't know the person you're partying with any better than you knew them four hours beforehand. It's like you can have a good conversation with someone, get really drunk with someone, and then halfway in, into the semester, you kind of run into each other again and go like oh hey i remember you how are you doing since we met long time ago yeah Yeah. that's exactly it actually i was i was thinking like it it sort of defeats the point of going well we want you guys to to mingle today and have a lot of fun Hmm. and then of course it it can be fun to get drunk but it just it like you you'll only recognize them the day after you won't even know what you've talked about necessarily yeah, sure, but also just to take it a step back, if it wasn't like that, wouldn't people be missing it? Because I'm I'm asking myself, like, what else could be done if not to do, if not to throw a giant party? I mean, you can throw a giant party, but you can at least like have some type of space where it isn't constantly loud music. Mm. That's basically the thing that I wanted. At least it's yeah. a place that's as at least slightly quiet. Yeah. Um, well, that I know that. Happen. <laughs> like, I know the high school I went to started doing that at the end. Like, they would they would go, all right, this place has music, party, dance floor, all of it. This place has a smaller bar, no music, chill out. Mm. And that's sort of the setup that I want. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're gonna do that ever, because I... they make more money off the thing that they're doing. Yeah, they are, and so. It also sounds like a lot of planning has to go in to make that happen. Say, okay, over here it's quiet, and then over here you can dance and, and you know, go nuts. I think that's yeah. going to be difficult to, to distinguish from each other. It, it's, it might be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already sort of have the whole uh, place outside of the hall. Uh, like, they have, they have that place rented so that people can walk out and have a cigarette. Oh, okay. Like I would, it could be as simple as just setting up a few tables there. Yeah, I was yeah that because when you go out and walk when you go out for a cigarette you also go out to have fresh air and also to get away from the music. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I I can relate to that back when I used to be a smoker. That's why I would go out a lot of times was to just like <laughs> just kind of fill my head out just to, because yep. when you've been in a place where there's a lot of talking and a lot of music for a long time. You really feel like you just got to dump it off somewhere. And the best place yeah. to do that is just to go outside into the cold and have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's also the place where you can have an actual conversation with someone. That too. I absolutely just... That, that's the one thing I remember from my own studio start. Uh, like my own first day of school. Uh, is that the best conversations I had and the, the people that I met there 
were the people who went outside and had a cigarette with me. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily like they, it, they were also people who who I either knew beforehand or mm-hmm. people that I uh, that I like knew through someone or who knew someone I knew. Mm. Uh, I had a few friends who had already, who had already started university. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you meet someone and they go, "Oh, do you know him too?" And then conversation goes from there. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little meet and greet, but done in a way where it's not forced. You could also say. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you sort of just accept that. Well, okay, we can, like, we we accept the fact that we could just meet up randomly at a party and have fun because we can recognize each other now. Mm. I, I do have to ask you this question, Nicholas. As someone who's been a tutor then, um, and I've experienced, you know, handling these new people who come in, these new recruits, um, like, I, I, just, I just have to ask, like, do you have any stories of that? Because I do know you have one story that involves me. Um, I don't know what, ta- what story you're talking about, but I do know... <laughs> There is one story of sort of the I'm not getting paid enough to do this okay. sort of moment. I mean, uh, what, what I was talking about was the time where me and our mutual friend Dan came over to your place in the middle oh, of the night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's also a moment of I'm not getting paid enough. Um, <laughs> we'll tell that story first because you sort of introduced it. Basically, right. what happened was uh, we had hit the town, you know, gone to a lot of bars. Uh, and then I came home and I was just wrecked. I was so tired. You have so Burger King with you. The the yeah exactly. I just bought <laughs> Burger King. I just wanted to like get on my couch and just watch. Like I think I was watching Rick and Morty or some shit. Right, right. And then I I I you know the first thing I do when I get in the door is just throw my pants to the side. Like I think I even took out my T-shirt. I can't remember. I I, <laughs> I just wanted to lay down. Sure. And then I lay I I I think I had eaten about just half of the burger like i had been down for like five minutes mm-hmm. and then kunk, 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 knock at my door right I'm like it's three in the morning who the fuck is knocking on my door <laughs> and i get out and it's you and it's dan yeah <laughs> standing there going we have no place to sleep can we hey, sleep Nick on Les. your couch <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck and <laughs> like it's the moment of fuck you're here i can't just send you away then i'm an asshole god uh, damn it <laughs> so, we, we knew that but we were drunk we, we didn't know what else to do <laughs> so i let you in and i let you sleep on my couch yeah I remember the next day i was so you know i was so hungover i was like you need to leave yeah just I rem- get just get out of my apartment i'm hungover and i want to be alone <laughs> i I, rem- I remember i remember you waking me up and saying uh your bus is going in like 10 minutes so you better catch it now and i was like yeah sure sure i was, yeah. I- I was hungover as well um i i catch the worst hungovers man i can't handle that shit because <laughs> i'm already the type of person where if i don't sleep well i get somewhat grumpy mm. um like i i just don't sit well the next day and then add to that that you know I'm dehydrated. I have a headache. I remember all the stuff that I did the night before. Yeah. I just feel like a fucking idiot, and I need that day to recover. And I need that day to sort of that sort of meditative meditative day of mm. not dealing with anyone. So you <laughs> have you have regrets. You have a hangover, and then you have two well, idiots on your couch. Like I, I I've been told many times before that people love me when I'm drunk. Because I sort of just throw inhibitions to the side, like I'll 
I'll say whatever the fuck. Oh. I'll just I'll do whatever the fuck. Um, and that leads to to interesting things happening. Um, <laughs> like what? I always set it up yourself, so now I got to say it. <laughs> I think one of the few things I remember doing, which I somewhat regret, was. Uh, <laughs> well, well. Oh fuck! People aren't gonna like this, but okay. Um, now you have the chance to apologize for yeah, it in case. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna apologize. They were in on it. Okay. Basically, okay. <laughs> so no regrets was, is what you have, basically. <laughs> basically, basically, um, uh, this was the time where I would drink a lot of tequila. Uh, we we had this thing we called it Tequila Thursday. Okay. Um, where we would just go and drink many. Uh, like several tequila shots and get entirely drunk just off of tequila, kind of. Um, <laughs> okay. And like, there's there are a few types of alcohol that makes you crazy. Like I, I figure out that I <laughs> my girlfriend is playing World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought she was reacting to a tequila story. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> no, I wish. But basically, basically, there there are a few types of alcohol that sort of just like. It pushes my mind even further to the back of my head um, than alcohol usually does. Uh, the first one is Jack Daniels. Mm. Can't do with Jack Daniels. I did it one night, became an asshole. I'm never doing that again. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing is tequila. Tequila what? is the sort of standard, oh, I'm going a little bit crazy here, drink. Mm -hmm. um, because it just tastes like a homeless guy's jizz. Like, it tastes so bad um, that you have to sort of... I mean, it Do says I drink something it? Do about... Why drink it if it tastes so bad, it, is what I'm asking. It says, it, it says something about a shot if it becomes better from just licking salt and eating lemons. That that um, makes it that makes it better, actually. It, that, like, that's what not, I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Says yeah, yeah. About, <laughs> it says a, something about how bad a shot is. It, if Like, just think about what... Other food would become better from licking salt. Like, I know, just licking up pure salt. You know, I I know this would taste bad on its own, but if you if you lick this salt and if you take this lemon first, then it's actually quite good. No, you take the, the lemon, like you lick the salt first and take the lemon after. Well, in any case, you have to do it. You have to lick salt off your hand and then you know with a lemon. In any, in, no matter the, the the order you do it in, and then you yeah. have and then also drink at the same time. If you do that together with it. Then it tastes good. Then it's a good experience. No, then it's bearable. That's it. <laughs> um, but basically, I got incredibly drunk and then... Have you watched a video called The Slap? Um, no, I don't. What is it? What is it about? Um, basically, did you watch the video that went viral? It, this is years ago, but it went viral, viral. That was called First Kiss. Oh, oh, right! I know what you're talking about. Like when they had to slap people, and um, Haley Joel Osment was in the video the slap, right? Exactly. Yeah. So basically, um, I got drunk, and then I, I think I talked the girl into doing that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I definitely talked some woman into slapping me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? For, for there to be the moment of slapping her back uh it was fun like nobody got hurt everyone had fun but yeah just two people slapping each other Wait, that was uh so that was you... a moment of going right i'm not having tequila anymore well uh, 
Are you telling me that in 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 an, in 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 some place public you were slapping a uh, a person, a woman, and she was slapping, slapping you in return? With a big smile on her face, yes. But how does how would that look for someone who didn't know what was going on, just on the side looking at it? Maybe is oh, what I'm thinking. Oh, I entirely understand that it would look entirely fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why I'm like, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing that shit again because it's an it's a very easy way to get into trouble. Um, I've only ever I've only ever dealt with a guard once, mm-hmm. um, and that was at a festival. Uh, a friend of mine and I got very very drunk because that's what you do at festivals yeah and then like it was just after a concert everyone had everyone had left it had rained slightly so the dirt was all mud and then he looked at me and he went we're fighting now no like just just open hands <laughs> okay this is <laughs> so on the schedule this that, is next know, thing no, no fists <laughs> but we were fighting mm. um for fun we weren't actually trying to hurt each other mm-hmm. But then I was just trying to win, like not not trying to win. I was just starting to win, like I was turning the fight around to my advantage. Uh-huh. And then, like at this point, we were just rolling in the mud. And then suddenly, I feel myself becoming weightless, like I'm I'm <laughs> suddenly flying. Oh, okay. And and then I I just sort of land on my feet and I get turned around and there's this big guard. Uh, who then sort of brushes the dirt off my chest and then goes, you're done with this now. Walk back to the camp. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, you have to look this big guy in the eye and go, uh, yeah, of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> because he just, like, he, he effortlessly picked up 120 kilos trying to fight someone off the ground. See, that's, th- that's what I was about to ask because I, I know you, you, you're a heavy dude. And I was yeah. I was gonna ask like was this at the time where you where you were slender, <laughs> because a guy who can just pick you up like that must be really strong then. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, that was the first guard I was ever scared of because that's that's that says a lot about his that's, power. That's, that's, a, that's, an, that's an intimidating amount of strength to just walk around with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, then. The only other guard I've been scared of was a guy who looked very much like the first guard. Um, I was with a friend in London, and then um, we got back from like a long day, mm-hmm. and the the internet at the hotel was kind of weird. Mm. Uh, you had to have a code for it, and the code would suddenly change, and so on. And or they had this sort of these sort of disposable passwords you can use. Uh, so just for one time use and then it, suddenly the internet would go out and you would have to log in again right. but the, the, the password that you had just used wouldn't work anymore um, so we ran out of passwords because they were just like past your three mm-hmm. so we ran up, out of passwords and I went to the um, to the reception and I I wanted to I just wanted to get a few of, of these passwords right like it, it would take them one second and he was just helping one customer, and I can't remember if I was drunk because I wouldn't normally be this rude. Okay. But I basically. How old were you? Uh, I've been. I must have been like seventeen at the time. Okay. Okay. And um, sure. But basically, I I stood there, and then I just sort of wanted to get his tip because I could see the cup right in front of me, full of passwords, mm. and I didn't want I didn't want to steal them. 
Like I didn't. It wouldn't even be stealing because there's no difference between him handing them to me and me taking them because I'm allowed to have these. He knows I live there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still just couldn't make myself do that. So I sort of just shout out like, "Hey, just hey, could I get your attention, please? I I just wanna." And then the guard goes, "It's very rude to say, hey." <laughs> Here, here we go. Excuse me. Wait, and, <laughs> and this it was, was just the... such a dominating like thing to just say to some random guy <laughs> that I was like, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> what? So this was this was in London, you're saying? Yeah, and um, it was a pretty bad part of town as well. Oh, okay. I was about to ask like yeah. if it was like a higher in quality place, maybe. Oh, uh, not at all. No, not at no, all. It was no, like no. a best Western place, but it was just in a shitty part of town. <laughs> You know how I knew it was a shitty part of town? Why? Uh, because we met, like, first of all, we tried to find this sort of O2 Arena type place, like just a concert place, uh, and we got lost uh, at some fucking random part of town. Like, it wasn't the bad part. Well, it was a bad part, but it wasn't the bad part. Mm. Um, so basically, we got lost, and then we, we asked two cyclists, because they were all, you know massive backpacks and so on they looked like they knew where they were going Mm -hmm. so we asked them if they knew where we were Mm -hmm. and they were like oh my god oh you shouldn't be lost here this is pretty bad part of town where do you live we live here oh that's even worse (laughs) (laughs) and then they just said then they just said you're doomed and then it just rolled off which is, of course, incredibly comforting to know, like, a stranger just going, oh, my God, you live in a horrible place. Uh, but then she was quiet for a moment and she went, I have now blessed you with my angels. And at that moment, there was sort of a collective, like, we didn't even look at each other. We would, we just really both wanted to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you, you, you guys live in a shitty place. Have a nice day. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> you guys live in a shit place. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna remotely protect you with my angels. So, so they said that to you, just a couple of strangers, just saying we, my. my... Well, that was just one of them. The other guy said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so he told, like, I'm gonna give you the protection of God, so that you can get out of here safely. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> wow. then they told us which, which, uh, like, metro train to take to get to the concert. <laughs> wow, uh, <laughs> that was interesting, but. We just, because our days were mostly set up in the same way, Mm -hmm. Uh, we would figure out what we wanted to do for the day in the morning of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, we didn't plan, we didn't want to do the touristy thing of we're going to plan the whole week. Uh, We just sort of wandered out and did stuff, Mm -hmm. which made it a great vacation, to be honest. Yeah, sure. But it also meant that we met a few interesting people. The, the, The woman who blessed us was one of them. And then we met a drug dealer uh, okay. <laughs> who we figure out all too late was a drug dealer. Um, it, How that, did you meet that him? Was, huh? How did you meet him? Since you, he wasn't, you didn't realize it was a drug dealer at first. Uh, basically, basically what happened was that Muse, the band, like the rock band Muse was playing in town. Okay. And we really wanted to go see them. Hmm. And then what happened was that <laughs> like we couldn't get tickets they were all sold out mm. and we thought to ourselves okay we set like a collective price point of what we're willing to give to get into the concert yeah and then we go and hope that someone is selling tickets at that price 
like outside the the actual concert because we had been to a few concerts at that point, at least one I know, um, where people were selling tickets outside. Okay. Um, like just private people going, well, my friends bailed, so I'm selling the tickets. All right. Uh, so we were hoping to, to meet some people who were selling their tickets, but nobody were. We asked a lot of people if they had a spare ticket or if they were selling. <laughs> and then and, and then Mr. Snake, he walks over and, and like, hey, like, baby. We, yeah, and yeah. Like, we, asked, <laughs> we asked this guy, right? And he, go, and he goes, no, I'm looking for tickets, tickets as well. Uh-huh. And we go, oh, my God. Like, if you get two extras or whatever, we'd be more than happy to pay for them. Uh-huh. And then... 20 minutes later, we give up and we go into like the sports bar right next door. At this point, we decide, fuck it, we're getting hammered. Mm. Like the, the, the day was, all, was always structured around we wake up, we get breakfast, we go out and do something, have lunch, do some more, and then we hit a bar. That was every single day. And then uh, we, we decided tonight, you know, fuck it, we're just going to party. We're yeah, just sure. going to have fun. Yeah. And then we got drunk, had great conversations, watched some fucking sport, I don't even know. And then, um, like, we get outside and the guy who, who we had just met was outside. Okay. And he goes, oh my god, I've been trying to wave you outside for so long, how haven't you noticed me? And we were like, well, we're sorry, we were having conversations and having beer. Why didn't you come inside and get us? And he goes, I'm banned from the bar. <laughs> at this point okay. alarm bell should have sort of rung in the back of our minds but we were way too drunk to even think about it <laughs> so, so just... we were like oh we're sorry did, did you get a did you get some tickets and he was like yeah I got two tickets for you I was gonna sell them to you right. we were like oh how much did you have to get for them? like how much did you have to give for them and he was like I didn't fucking buy them and we were like oh fuck he robbed someone okay. uh, and if we're going, oh, shit. Um, oh, we're sorry, dude. Nah, but the, the concert is probably over now. We can't buy them. He was like, nah, that's, that's fine. The two of you look like... <laughs> it's Every time I say it, I realize how fucking aggressive of a marketing strategy it is. Uh-huh. But he looked at us and he went, <laughs> the two of you look, look like people who do cocaine to me. <laughs> okay interesting that's, that's like I, I suppose you must amend that as a compliment I don't he, he basically said it so he can tell us that he he had the best cocaine in town okay um, and we were like nah dude cocaine isn't our thing and I was like that's right it's weed <laughs> I have the best weed as well and we were like and I my friend said if I hadn't been quicker than him he would have actually said yes okay uh, but I was indeed quicker than him because I wasn't as drunk. Wait, let, uh, let, 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 me just, let me just ask you a question. He, he starts off by saying, you guys look like people who do cocaine. That, yeah. that fails, and then he switches over to weed instead, which is like, you know, body-wise, is like, for me, the exact opposite. I mean, I think he just sort of pinned us that as the type of people like if we walk up to someone who he must have felt was obviously a drug dealer and tried to buy tickets off of him we must be people who deal with people like him on the regular <laughs> i don't i that's the only way because like both my friend and i i are sort of just suburban white kids mm-hmm. like we aren't threatening we aren't sort of drug or hard looking 
we just rock we just walk around in big shirts because they're comfy you know mm-hmm. so so i think he just sort of pegged us as people who who just did drugs and then he thought he would start with the most expensive one right and then he uh, like worked down from there basically yeah exactly he was like well i only have cocaine and weed it's so like marketing there's strategy no, there's no use in going i can get you some mdma <laughs> that's a bit too high roller uh, that's not that part of town that's w- w- where that would work no but that's actually where i'm getting at because then he goes oh right how long are you staying in london and we're like well the next four or five days and he's like oh which part of town are you staying and then this was the time where my friend because i wasn't quick enough to come up with a part of the time we weren't staying and okay <laughs> so he actually told him where we were staying okay and then i that's the moment where adrenaline kicked and i had to think quick because i wasn't about to tell the drug dealer the hotel we were staying at right um so basically uh he then goes oh i is is it the hotel on this road and this road and then i recognized immediately that wasn't the place we were staying so i was like yes exactly and he goes, because evidently it must have been the same part of town. Mm-hmm. So he goes, ah, I used to live there, but I don't want to live there anymore because it sucks. <laughs> so even he doesn't want to stay there. Even a drug dealer is too high maintenance for that place where you were staying. living in. We had never heard, like it was Leicester. It was Leicester. Leicester was the part of town that is apparently so bad people shouldn't want to stay in it. Okay. And we did sort of recognize, because... We usually, because we would hit the bars, we would walk home at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was only when people started telling us that it was a bad part of town that we actually started realizing, oh, fuck yeah, we can actually tell now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every closed store would have, like, it wasn't. It wouldn't just be closed. It would be closed with, like, the, the metal shutters down in front of the windows. Oh, right. And then the only things that, would open, that were open at night were KFC and then I think they were called, like, off off license small shops so basically where drug dealers go to i think so i don't know mm. uh but then like there was one time where we walked past the store with a lot of uh let's say scruffy looking young people were standing in front of it scruffy looking young people uh you know the sort of black shirts hooded up uh you know people standing outside a shop having cigarettes all right, yeah. In their in their Adidas outfits. Okay. So that type of person. Yeah. Uh, so we we stopped talking because we had the choice between speaking Danish and then showing them we were foreign, mm-hmm. or we had the choice between speaking English with a Danish accent. Right. And showing them we were foreign, so we stopped talking altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we were like a hundred meters past him, my friend looked at me and went, "Huh." One of them couldn't, couldn't really decide whether he wanted to be a like a grown-up or a kid, huh? And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, in one hand, he had a big bag of candy, like a massive bag of candy. And in the other one, he had a massive joint. <laughs> Sounds like he had a fun night. I mean, he was in for it, yeah. <laughs> Can I just go back to something with the, with the drug dealer at the bar there? Because um, yeah. I really like how you you guys you were startled when the guy told you that he when he gave you the impression that he had stolen these tickets, but yeah. not when he told you that he couldn't go inside the bar because he was banned from it. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think it just didn't dawn on us until like until he actually said that, like because we, I I I can't remember if we actually found someone who was selling their ticket for like four hundred pounds. Oh, how much were the like, tickets uh, on their own? Like, uh, just a regular ticket was was like it was it might have been like thirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it, oh. we, I remember it amounted to about three hundred crowns. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, and then you know, I I, I wasn't gonna pay four thousand pound, like mm. four thousand crowns, to see Muse. Okay. That I'd rather just listen to it on Spotify without ads. Yeah, sure. Like that's that's much more inexpensive and it's probably about the same experience by the way nicholas in order to now you're saying listen and all that there's something else i want to also like say about you and now we've been talking about how you 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 are a bartender also in your spare time yeah also in your spare time you've also been doing your own podcast i have indeed and we're gonna like we we had a particularly long hiatus uh, over the, the summer vacation but you're, you're damn right up again soon I've been listening to all of it by now. <laughs> we have a lot of fun making it. It's, it's so much fun just what is trying it about? to fuck around. Uh, it's called Quality Clapter. You can find it on SoundCloud. But it might be down soon uh, because we want to sort of start clean, like start over. Okay. Uh, because we're just a little bit more experienced. And like the thing is, Quality Clapter was and sort of always will be us testing out the waters and seeing if we actually want to do that mm -hmm. uh, so the first day we were there like at the studio we had booked it two days before right. we had prepared no subjects okay and somehow the response was massively positive yeah um, but we also realized that it was entirely scatterbrained like the episodes made no sense there were no cohesion no overall subject no like no preparation at all mm -hmm. uh, and like as my uh, my friend Jesper said the problem with that is that people who discover our podcast at episode six will will start listening at listening at episode one and just across that sort of like we we did it weekly um just over that month and a half we we um we we made the podcast a lot better just over those six weeks. Yeah, because you kept doing it, you improved. Because we kept because we kept doing it and yeah. just improved just the overall overall concept and sort of defining what we wanted it to be. But that being said, we came to a sort of <laughs> uh, let's call it a, a point of creative differences with uh, with the studio. Um, oh, okay. Well, in the sense that they talked about moving its tools and food. Oh uh, right, which didn't which didn't sit well with the podcast that we wanted to make. If uh, if, if I may if I may just cut in here, just explain Tusenfull. That's um, basically um, I would call it like a volunteer cafe here in Albark, mm. and it's um, they have a lot of different things there. It's very much like an underground place where they have a lot of concerts and they also show movies and. It's also a bar on the side. It's a bunch of different things, and uh, yeah, indeed, they were talking about moving the radio to um, to this bar, to to Cafe Tusenfull, as it is called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, conflicting interest? Is that what you're saying? 
just differences in in, in cre- like a difference in creative interests. Okay. Uh, in the sense that I got the impression that you aren't allowed to make sort of sexist and racist jokes uh, in Tusen Food. Um. And I wanted, like, I tried to strike up the discussion of where, like, where does the line get drawn? Mm-hmm. Because if I if I make a joke with my friend in a closed room in a recording that we're gonna use privately, mm. I don't feel like that's supposed to be an issue. But when I sort of asked the question, I was just met with the question of Are you planning to be racist or sexist? Well, you you need to take into consideration, of course, that the people who are responding to this are people who are not familiar with your show and haven't listened to you. So they don't know exactly how it's going to come out. I'm sure when people listen to you, they can tell that you guys are not being serious. But but the thing is mm-hmm. that when that should be clear just from asking the question, is it wrong to make jokes that are sexist or racist? Mm-hmm. Because then we were just met with sort of, as I said, the question of, are you planning to be sexist or racist? Then when I go, no, but I feel like there's a difference between the two. Someone in incredibly broken English tried to tell me that there, I I felt like at least, or I should say that I interpreted his attempt at explaining it to me as him saying there isn't a difference and that it is treated equally. Uh, yeah, uh, I would I would I would go as I would meet you as far as to say I can understand how some people would still choose to be offended even when it's clear that it's not up uh, upfront meant to be offensive. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I'm on your side and saying I don't mind you guys doing a bit of raunchy humor and all. That's great, but I can understand how people would be offended by that. But of course, that's even with that said, I don't think that should be reason enough to say no. You can't do it there. And Here's did the they? Thing, are, right? I, I. I. don't mind. Um, I don't mind people going well, even if I see your point. I'm not okay with it. I don't want it done in, in like my cafe or my bar. Like I can entirely respect that decision. Mm-hmm. The, the, the point where, where I get bothered is the, the inability to have a, a, a cohesive and intelligent discussion of where the line is drawn. And was this with someone you, 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 you talked to them in person or over text? Uh, it was on the, the Facebook page. Well, there you go. You can't really do much with that. That's, that's, I think that's a very different format to have a discussion with someone. It depends. It depends because <laughs> I actually did like my last project on uh, not necessarily not necessarily communication on Facebook, but more like what creates. I did my last project on what creates uh, aggressive comments and messages on Facebook. Oh, like the discourse of Facebook in a way, or what? Sort of, but yeah. it was a psychology thing. Okay. Uh, so what what bring like what brings a person psychologically to do that mm-hmm. and in that i sort of just i i, I learned a, a few discursive sort of uh things about facebook and one of the people we interviewed made a great point of saying well the 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 good and bad thing of of sort of talking to someone online is the fact that there is no there's nothing stopping you from ranting. Mm-hmm. So that means that if you want to give a long answer and if you want to give a long, well, like sort of well-cited, well-argumented 
uh, response to someone, yeah, yeah. you can do that, which also means you can, of course, rant on and not only make a fool of yourself, but you can also just like get off on a tangent, a tangent, and then just sort of call someone a big fucking idiot at the end if if that's like the type of person you are. Because you only have your own voice to listen to in that case. You don't exactly. have exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm sort of disappointed when I try to start a a discussion with someone who I know can do that. Um and then they respond if not crassly then just shortly. Um and that's the thing that I sort of was disappointed over in this case was that I wanted to discuss this this sort of like I, I wanted to have an exchange of opinions. Yeah, sure. Like if you feel that it's wrong to make a sexist or racist joke, that's fine. Yeah. But I wanna know what a racist or sexist joke then is. Mm-hmm. Because if it's never allowed, that's fine. But I need to know like what is then considered sexist and if someone is either unable or like doesn't just like just doesn't wanna Mm -hmm. tell me where the line is drawn then it is it leaves like at least it leaves me in this sort of weird limbo state where either either like it's okay up to a point like up to the point of perhaps becoming hate speech Mm. Or it's not okay at all, and basically, like it comes down to you can't make fun of women or minorities, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I understand you. Um, what, what I will say in connection to Cafe Tosen for this, um, um, from my, from my experience of the place, and I've been there for a good two years now myself. And yeah, I was going to say you, you volunteer there, right? Yeah, yeah, I do, and I, I was actually there last night. I was there for a concert, and. Uh, who played? Um, I can't. I can't remember. It was uh, it was uh, some acoustic guitar music. It was actually really nice. Um, was it, it uh, le, like Le Men or, or Les Men? Uh, something like yeah. It was two names, Anderson and Wood Skull. I think it was. And then yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like the warm up something else. But what I want to say was that I've been there for like two years, and I've gotten to know a lot of the people who are there. And the thing about Susan Fuller is that it's it's run by a lot of different people who all have huge interest in the place. But as, of course, it comes to, they all have different ideas of what they want to do with it. So what you need to understand, of course, is that when you're talking to one person who might be against it, there may be another person who is for it, but then there may be another person who is against it, and so on and so forth. So I would say probably the best move for you guys is if you choose to continue your show and if you do want to do it in a in a way where you're going to talk about <clears throat> excuse me where you're going to talk about some sensitive subjects let's call them that then yeah. definitely I would suggest you to not do it at Tuesday maybe um do it uh, at home on your laptop or something like that in, well, in a more controlled environment perhaps well, just to avoid are, the most things that's an entirely good advice we already like we we're already doing that oh. before the summer vacation we pulled our money together and then we uh, we've built like an actual home studio it's in my apartment behind me right now really yeah two Thanks. microphones and a sound card it's good 
Oh, you got to hear. You got to tell me about that. Like, so you two microphones, a sound card, and do you also have like I, I've seen that when I've seen people on YouTube, like these kind of like foam walls they set up to isolate sound. Do you also have that? Uh, no, my my. I was extremely scared that my apartment wouldn't be sort of acoustically sound, uh, but it isn't actually as bad as it could be. So I haven't, I haven't gone to the extreme of actually putting up sound foam. Okay. okay. Because I also live here, like mm-hmm. it's in my living room. Mm. So, so I I don't want to just fuck it up. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, but but yeah, like I um, I've I just scoured Google Gratis. Uh, it's basically the Danish Craigslist. Um, <laughs> I just scoured that for weeks and found like the like one of the microphones is identical to the one, uh, is identical to the one they had in the studio. Okay. And then the other microphone I bought for less money, but it is actually more expensive retail. Hmm. Like I bought it for less money than I bought the microphone that they had at the studio. How much did it cost you? I think it's set. The both of us back about, uh, like overall, it cost us about thirty seven hundred crowns. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and it should have been way more expensive, but I, I got a lot of fucking amazing deals. Oh. Um. But yeah, uh, it sent us about it sent us back about thirteen hundred and fifty crowns each. All right. Which is definite, like. Uh, just to put that into the perspective, one new microphone of the ones that I have, one new microphone would be the same price as just, you know, like the part that we gave for the whole studio. Okay. Um, so, so have, yeah, I, I, I think I did a good job. Have you tried it out yet? Does it work? We, we've recorded stuff, yeah. Okay. Uh, we haven't recorded an episode yet because we do want to actually try to nail the first episode because as i said it's that first impression right like you can get into a good sixth seventh fiftieth episode and then you'll start from the beginning right much like i think you actually do like you you seem to follow through on the entire series of of a podcast yeah um what what do you mean sorry what oh Uh, when i when i listen to podcasts what you're saying yeah 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 i do i mean i Kind of, I just kind of latch on to a part and then I just stay there until the, ah. the end of time. But in the case with you guys who have uh, currently have quality collapse up, you have six episodes, including yeah. the time when it was called Befitting Baboons, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, that was the first episode. Yeah, um, like including that, when you have so short amount of episodes, then definitely yeah, you would start from the beginning and listen to it yeah. from there, yeah. And we, uh, we can see from like the SoundCloud stats as well that someone had listened like it it you could see that sort of i can't remember if they actually do the time of day is listened to but they definitely do like by day show you uh like when the episodes were listened to and you could sort of see like okay this day they heard the sixth episode then they heard the two first ones and the day after that they heard the three next ones oh nice um you can also see what city and all that i i know from my experience with soundcloud you can also see what city people live in who've been listening yeah, and if they if they connected it to Facebook, then you can also see who is actually listening the most. Mm-hmm. We had a guy who um, he would play the episodes at work, uh, <laughs> so he would li- he would easily listen to like our podcast like twelve times a week. Oh, nice! Oh, it was amazing. He was such a cool guy. 
Is so it a- we can't we can't wait to start up the podcast again. Uh, the good thing about leaving the good thing about leaving the radio was that now we can make episodes shorter. So mm-hmm. you know, short and sweet. Uh, so we're cutting it down to an hour, and then we're gonna do it in Danish instead of English. Right. So. Uh, and and this is something that I wanted to also say to you. This is actually part of the reason to why I wanted to get you on the show here because this take this as a compliment, Nicholas. You have, and this is something that I've noticed when I've been listening to your show. You have a great, great voice to listen to. <laughs> I, you aren't the first one to tell me that as well. <laughs> you, I don't know. I mean. This is okay. This this is this is a Danish reference. I'm gonna come here, but do you remember um, the Danish TV show Emil for Lundberg? Uh I know of it, but I didn't actually watch it as watch it as a kid. Do you know who Thomas Winning is? Do you know who he was? Uh, he was the guy who also did like the little short things where he would cut up papers and make drawings and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a yeah. you, your voice reminds me a bit of his. He was this narrator who would voice. <laughs> I mean, for and when I'm when I'm listening to your voice, I'm like, God damn, this is this is making me calm. And then I hear <laughs> Jesper, and then I just go, like, Oh, okay, now I'm awake again. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think like it's it's a thing of. I think I realized that as well. Like that, it's 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 weird to be told you have a nice voice. Like to me, it sounds like someone saying you have soft skin. Like it's, <laughs> it's it's sort of weirdly not serial killer, but it's just a little bit creepy to have random people tell. Like it's not as bad as if it's friends right. say it, right? But random people saying like Jesper's friends, uh, like my his friends were saying his voice is nice, and knowing that people are talking about my voice that way creeps me out. Like it's, it just it doesn't. Sounds like compute. he has a pretty mouth. <laughs> like it exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't compute as an actual compliment. I know that it is. It's mm-hmm. a very nice thing to have. Mm. But that being said, it doesn't compute to me as an actual compliment because it just feels weird. Well, that's how they get to know you. That's what they know of you. Your voice. So that's exactly. what they have to compliment on. That's the thing. Yeah. And then people were also complimenting. My English, which which pleased me as well. Oh yeah, uh, like that that just sits well with someone who studies English. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so so that sort of pleased me pleased me as well. But that being said, I do want to do the podcast in Danish mm-hmm. because it's just the thing of like doing it in your mother tongue. Mm. Like it's it's the thing of. Just not having to translate things in your brain, even if you are warmed up, that shit is nice. Just recording twenty minutes the other day felt nice because it's uh, you. You don't have to think twice about what you have to say, and uh, yeah, enough. it's it's way more natural. Because exactly. especially in your case with with you and Jesper, um, you're both Danish, and so so am I. You people, yeah. you, you you hang out with each other on a daily basis, your friends. So, of course, it's more natural for you two to talk Danish with each other, more so than it is to speak English with each other. I, I, exactly. kind of, I kind of feel the same way when I've been doing the show sometimes with Dan. And we would yeah. usually speak Danish to each other, usually, normally. But, of course, when we're doing a show, we, just, we of course, be speaking English to each other because that's yeah. just the format. That's the thing. And usually, that would mean, for me and Jesper, that would mean we would actually record... About two hours. Uh, we we'll, we we'll record for about two hours. We record 
like a first half hour of just the two of us, like like no subjects, no planned things, just the two of us talking. Okay. Uh, to sort of warm up the vocabulary, make sure that we we were sort of just not thinking about the fact that we were sitting in front of a microphone, you know, in a studio, yeah. doing sound tests, making sure everything sounds right, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then the next hour and a half would be us actually doing the podcast. And then I would cut the first half hour. I would cut that into the um, the intro melody and I would cut like maybe two or three minutes of, of us talking out as a cold open and then like run the actual podcast. You're talking about the time when um, we quality clapped up when you're speaking English, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah we, I mean, we might still keep the same sort of format of recording for 20 minutes to half an hour before we start doing the podcast. Uh, but okay. one of the things I'm planning on doing is definitely making like a the same opening song every week because like as much fun as it is cutting out random bits of a conversation and making it sound fucked up it's a lot of work it is uh, at least a little bit of like 45 minutes to an hour of work mm -hmm. because you also have to sort of switch them around a little bit to make it sound fun Mm. Uh, because the ordering, like that's a, that's a, a thing that I realized, sort of past maybe episode three, is that if you order things right, it sounds like you're having a conversation of of fucked up little parts of a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would like. It, it would have this sort of turn taking of him saying something and I'm saying something, then he says something, and then I connect an, 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 like an entirely different parts of what he just said, and then I would say something back, and yeah, no, it was it was so much fun. But once I get one that I really like, we're definitely sticking to just one. Right. Um, if I may, I mean, now, now that you say that, I I was gonna say something, but which was. Something that I usually do with, 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 with my thing here is that instead of um, saying, okay, we're going to save 30 minutes for this, this is what's going to happen now, what I would do instead is just start the recording and then we'll just that way just talk as, as we kind of did here today. Yeah. Of course, it works a bit differently when you're speaking English and that's not your mother tongue, of course, I know. But yeah, it's the second language. Yeah, I mean, but it is, I, I, I do agree with you that having a sort of little short warm-up... Um, 30 minutes, I that can also work. It's um, it's actually a really good way to do it, just to hit the record button, just let it run. Because when you're about to actually do the show, you can just say, welcome to the show today, and then it just goes from, from there. And then to keep the time, and this is what I do with myself, I take my phone out and I hit start with the, with the, with the timer on my phone. And then I can see, okay, this is how long the actual show is now. So I have a sort of an idea of how long it's going to go on for. So when, for instance, some limelight lists we've been doing a review or something, I will constantly check my phone and see, okay, there's like we've been going on for like 40 minutes. It's time to wrap this review up now. Let's move on to the next one and all that. Yeah. So um, I would usually sort of just quickly note how long we have been recording for. So if we have been recording for 28 minutes, I knew that we had to record at least two hours. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. um, and then when it gets past two hours, I would just, I would just end it there, mm -hmm. um, and then I would just edit out 
the first 28 minutes up until the point where you go, hello, welcome to Quality Claptrap. Right. Which we never did. Like, that's that's one of those, like, little inexperienced things. Just saying who you are and saying what the show is called is kind of hard if you haven't had sort of a an actual moment of, okay, we're going to stop this, we're going to start this. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Like, if you haven't had that, if you're just having a conversation and then start the podcast, it's so hard it to stay out of the, I find it really hard to stay out of conversation. Mm-hmm. It is, it is surprisingly difficult to like structure and say, okay, welcome to the show. This is the show where we do this. I am this. This is that. This is what we're going to do today. How are you? That's it. Yeah. Also because like our podcast is largely unstructured. Mm-hmm. Like if we, get about, if we get off on a tangent, especially a tangent of jokes, mm-hmm. it's a thing of, well, we just accept that we're doing that now. Yeah, yeah. And at some point we might return when we're done here. Yeah. Um, or we'll just stay on it and never go back to the actual topic. I would actually, I mean, I'm curious to know what you guys have, have planned to do with them. But if, if, if anything, I would actually suggest that as uh, just to keep the flow of you guys talking about something and to crack jokes about it, I would suggest you find some material that would be able to support that. Like find some funny news story from Florida or something like that or some funny YouTube video of some kind. Exactly. We're we're definitely planning on like going into it with more just structure in in the sense of well we'll do like a pre pre recording day of you know we'll meet up just have a beer and talk about what we want to talk about uh-huh. and then we'll plan perhaps like three like my idea is that we sort of bring two to three topics each and then we pick the three best ones because talking about something of 20 minutes isn't hard. Mm. Um, so we'll have like three overall topics and Jesper also coming in quite well on the fact that that also leaves a nice structure for titling uh, each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like you do. Like you, your titles are usually just the movies you're, you're uh, reviewing. Mm. Um Having a very sort of set structure also makes titling and tagging and all these other things just so much easier. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, I have fun ideas which might never become anything, mm. but are definitely just fun to think about. Like I wanted to buy a, um, what the fuck is it called? Like a soundboard, right? like an actual MPD. Okay. Uh, which I could then map like a hundred <laughs> different sound bits to. Oh, I see. Like a true like radio disc jockey. <laughs> yes, for when I pitched the idea to him, he was like, "Oh, like that one Family Guy scene from um, well, Family Guy." Oh, where oh they, from they Family had, Guy. Like, okay. A, <laughs> where they had like <laughs> a radio and 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 I think it was you know this is this is. Uh, this is the clown and the baby, and then he pressed the button, and yeah, it yeah. clown and the baby, clown. Yeah, like the remix. Yeah, like the clown, Hong Kong, and the baby. Yeah, the typical like radio radio disc jockey um um like um stereotype in of it. It is a stereotype by now because there's really nobody listens to those kind of things anymore. I think. But have like. I, I sort of wanted to do that and I wanted to, to bring, because that opens up a whole plethora of other things you can do. Right. Having an actual quiz bit with actual, you know, applauses and 
you know, ding, 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 when it's right and eh, right. it's wrong and so on. Like, it adds flavor to something. But can, I I ask, can, I, can I just ask you this question? Can you just find these sound bits on YouTube and just play them from there? It is... You could definitely do that, but yeah. not only would the quality not be as good, but it also sets up another sort of weird issue of how do you... Like, you had this issue just before we started recording uh, in how do you get Audacity to record both me and you if you have a headset on. Yeah, sure. So making the um, making whatever program we use to record record uh, like sounds coming from YouTube or coming from something else, like another website, mm. seems like more work if I can just save up a little bit of money, plan out all the ideas and then make it a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, it may be more work, but it's also less money. Of course. Yeah, and as, sometimes, a, as like, a student, that's a nice thing to not spend that many money, of it, course. It always is, and yeah. I, under, I, I entirely understand that like being able to save up a little bit of money is definitely a privilege as a student. Oh yes. But but that being said, mm-hmm. um, that being said, I I do have a sort of very strong sense of what is worth my time and what isn't. And trying to find programs that are willing to record my like both my sound card and also. Um, whatever YouTube or browser I'm using to, to play sound bits from, yeah. it doesn't sound entirely worth my time from what I get out of it. Right. Um, I, I had this, I had the same sort of discussion with someone from the bar, like before the summer vacation, mm-hmm. um, we had a big party that we had to bartend and to do that, I had to get all the bottles out of the fridge and then, have someone move the fridge. Uh, so we needed a lot of empty beer, uh, like beer cases. So that meant I had to empty uh, beer cases full of empty bottles because Carlsberg just comes and picks up the cases full of bottles and then remove them. Mm-hmm. And then they give us whatever money we, we like are owed from giving them back mm-hmm. the actual pent. Right. Um, and <laughs> so I, I put all these bottles and I put them into to pent bags. Yes. So that so that dance couture team can come and pick them up instead. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know we just had a lot of empty boxes mm-hmm. uh, because after the party we put everything back into the fridge, back in the bar, and then we just had a lot of empty boxes. Yeah. I didn't deem it worth my time to open the bags back up. And then rem- like put the bottles back into the boxes. Sorry, you're still talking about a person you talk with about your radio show. Is that what you're doing? No, I, I talked to him about <laughs> no, I talked to him about about what is worth time and what isn't worth time. All right, sure. So I didn't want to spend my time picking up bottles from a bag and then putting them into boxes. Okay, okay. And it ended up with him uh, just doing it himself. Because he found it worth his time okay. to, to pick up all the bottles and make sure that they were brought out in the cases instead of the bags, mm. which they were inevitably going to be picked up in either way. Right. So I think it's just like, I think it's also just how 
long I'm willing to let something sit. Yeah. So I'm probably more willing to just let something sit longer if it means that I'm going to enjoy it more later. True. Um, if I will, to, to talk about like maybe doing your show and all that when you finally get back to it, so like, you know, kind of a way to like rope this back around to like what you talk about with Facebook and how um, when you're having a conversation with someone on Facebook, you get the time to like formulate your opinion correctly. Yeah. You could kind of compare this to that, that you get the time to like make it the right way you want it to do and to perfect it until you put it out. Yeah. What I will say, criticize it for that approach is I would say if you just continue to do what you've already been doing with quality claptrap, just continue to make episodes, that's kind of all you have to do in my opinion. Because at some point you're going to hit your stride and you're going to find out, oh, this is what we're going to do with it. It took, yeah. uh, with Limelight Lizards for us, it took us, I would say, a good first 10 episodes before we, f- we figured, oh, we have to, um, of course, talk about uh, Netflix movies on the side, because that's what people can also see. Yeah. And we're still still in the progress of trying to hit perfectly uh, a right way of how we're going to do this. And the best way to do it is just to, you know, just keep doing it. But I also think that there is sort of a... Um, there is there is a point to be made about like gaining experience. Sorry, I was just a little bit thrown off. Yeah, basically, <laughs> there's music uh, in the background. Western is starting up or something. <laughs> it uh, it was my girlfriend's phone. <laughs> Your basically, girlfriend's very busy back there. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, like we we have no sort of delusions about being somewhat inexperienced, but we also recognize that. People enjoyed what we did, mm. and that means there's something there to polish. Uh, so we want to sort of try to get to the core of that. Yeah. Like, what do people tune in to listen to? And I do think that they tune in to hear us just fuck around. Um, so trying to keep, trying to, to structure around fucking around is weird. If if I if I may say as uh, as a sure. listener of your show then um, sure. the reason to why I listen to you is uh, I do find it entertaining when you talk about random su- subjects, yeah. but the reason to why I'm actually listening is because you two have a good chemistry with each other on air, and mm. and and I repeat on air because talking with someone on air is a very different thing to do than to talk with them in in real person. Yeah. And I think, you, you guys, you have something right there. And that's why I'm saying the best way to perfect that is just to keep going. And I would maybe yeah. suggest that for each episode, you find a topic to talk about. And then you can just, like, get to that whenever you feel like it. I like yeah. listening to you guys and your chemistry. And I also like the, um, the angles and perspectives you can have of something that can be very entertaining. In the same way that I enjoy a good comedian coming at a fun angle at a subject I haven't considered previously mm. you are definitely what i would call like a, a um a comic heavy uh podcast yes and if you were to and have actually just last thing sorry if you were to have like a a subject to talk about you both of you seem to be very interested in uh, in stand-up both of you seem to be very interested in comedians yeah so i wouldn't mind if you were just talking about that also um the problem is you can only talk about so much stand-up, especially before it starts getting sort of, it starts becoming a review podcast. Mm. Um, 
but we we did definitely talk about the new St. Louis C.K. show. Yeah. On one episode. Yeah. Um, but it Mark also, Maron also. Huh? You also talked about Mark Maron. Sorry. Yeah, Mark Maron is so yeah. good. Mark Maron is one of my favorite comedians, man. Like he he. It's not that I want to be him when I get older. It's just that he reminds me of like, of like an aspect that exists of myself within me that uh, I could see sort of becoming. Like I'm not gonna lose ten years to cocaine like he did, but I am definitely, definitely open to talking to someone who did. Have you have you read his book yet? No, not yet, but I do like I don't I haven't listened to his podcast very much either. Mm. I just really enjoy his stand up. Thinky Paint is a fantastic fucking show, man. I haven't actually seen his stand up very much. I know him mainly actually from his podcast and then I also read his book Attempting Normal, which is a great little um, autobiography where it's it's structured as just each individual chapter is like one story. Of just something that happened to him. There's a whole story about him thinking he has cancer in the mouth. And then it turns out he just ate a lot of licorice. And it turned his mouth in a weird color. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I enjoy most about his comedy as well. Is, is the fact that he is sort of highly neurotic. Yeah. Um, like he he's just a man who isn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's basically what I was what I would define his comedy as as well is it's a man making fun of the fact that he is not okay. Then, like, yeah. Something I have uh, to... Uh, sorry, yeah, please go. Please oh, go. go on. So, since you like him as much as you do with Mark Maron, and I heard you talk a lot about Mark Maron, what do you think of someone... Like, I was, I was wondering, like, some comedian you may not like. I've, I've, I would ask about that. <sighs> like, I recently saw Amy Schumer's Little Special. What do you think about that one? That is a, like, it was only when I watched other people's opinions of the show that I actually started slightly disliking it. Oh, really? And the more that I heard about her as a person, I also started disliking her a little bit. Mm. Because yeah. I did end up doing research because I just heard about how sort of a hot-button issue she is. Yeah. Um, but that being said... The first time I watched the show, I somewhat enjoyed it. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad. Mm. Uh, but um, she, uh, there was one thing I didn't appreciate, which was she. She takes incredibly long breaks in, like in jokes, like before the punchline. Oh yeah, she drags it on for a long time. Yeah, and that is a very specific type of comedy, and it has to work in a very specific way, um, because it builds anticipation. Yeah, but right. if you don't deliver a short and hard punchline, it doesn't work. No. So a lot of comedians will structure a joke sort of of uh, a little joke, a middle joke, and a big joke, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. They have, you know, a little setup with a punchline that works as a little setup to a little big of a, like a little bit of a bigger setup, and it builds like that. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be setup punchline, which leads into setup punchline, which leads into big setup, big punchline. Yeah. But the 
big break has to come before a big punchline. Mm-hmm. You can't do it before the little punchline and then and then go on to like a slightly better joke. I I it, would it, it, it yeah yeah. I would say with with Amy Schumer, what you're telling me about her is uh, it's kind of the same experience I had with her. Also, is that when I I remember my first introduction to her was through the film Trainwreck. I saw that thought it was okay, it was a fine film, and mm. then I saw the letter special, and with that one, I thought to myself, okay, this is not something for me. I saw I think I saw like the first thirty minutes of it, and I thought, yeah, okay, there was like one laugh here and there, but overall. This is just not something for me. And then I turned it off. And then I just... I had that moment where I thought to myself, oh, I guess I don't like female comedians then, I assume. And then I looked on Netflix and I found this little thing called Sarah Silverman's new Netflix special. Yeah. And I saw that. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Amy Schumer sucks. <laughs> She's yeah. awful. Um, with, I real, What you're talking about, like taking the breaks... I don't know if this is the same thing that I saw, but I noticed whenever she would tell a joke, not only would she act out the punchline, she would spend a good 15 seconds doing that. If the punchline was she took a shit, she would for 15 minutes stand on stage and blow raspberries. Yeah. While simulating taking a shit, where I thought, oh, wow, is that bad? That's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing attempt and try, at trying to have your audience laugh at you, and it just simply yep. doesn't work. Um, the like I watched the Sarah Silverman show and I thought it was pretty good, but the the one female comedian who really stands out to me is um, is Elijah Slersinger. I don't know her. I don't know her. She is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that sort of. I, 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 I see it as a personal problem, uh, being that a lot of female comedy can sometimes not go over my head per se, but it, it pertains to subjects that are more focused on women and their experience of, of like the world around them. Mm-hmm. I find it really cool to watch comedy about it, but that being said, it sometimes means that I don't always get the same thing out of a joke that I should Mm -hmm. but that's the thing that I feel like Eliza does so well is that she she's able to communicate um, like concepts that really rings true to women in a way that men can also entirely uh, like emphasize with with Uh and she's Um, she's also on uh, Netflix yeah she has two shows one is called Freezing Hot and the other one is called I think it's called License to Kill. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, is she the one? Uh, there was I saw one female comedian on Netflix where um, her thing was that she was pregnant on stage while doing her show. That was, um, I think her name is Amy Wong. Okay. She is so good as well. Like, she is fucking raunchy. Yeah, for you to say that makes me interested because I really liked Sarah Shulman's show. She took me by complete surprise and became like my, I think my my second favorite comedian now. So like I was, she, yeah, like definitely Amy Wong is is like she'll cross boundaries, man. Like she says shit that I didn't expect to to see a woman say on stage. Well, Sarah Silverman too, I guess. 
no, I, this is something else, man. <laughs> this is uh, this is the type of comedy where she. Uh, <laughs> I think there's one point where she goes, um, like, fuck, what was the joke? It was basically that. I think it was something about her pussy being stretched out to the point of, like, that she didn't feel much, and then she she discovered anal, and then she <laughs> sang. Like the Aladdin song, the Aladdin song, a whole new world. Like <laughs> okay. that is the sort of like I, I know that sounds sort of tasteless, but within the context, it was actually really good. May, okay, but may I just say then, Sarah Silverman asked a room full of people, "Is there any Christians in here?" One guy gets up, says, "Yeah, I'm Christian," and she's like, "Okay, you're Christian. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you a question then? Yeah, sure. So you love God? Yeah, I love God." He goes, and then she goes, "Okay, in all seriousness." Would you let God come in your mouth? <laughs> that's yeah. That I would yeah. say. I mean, okay, but am I wrong here? Okay, that that's also that's also a bit raunchy. But what Sarah Silverman does is like <laughs> across the pond. It's. I was, about, I was about to say like it's one of those things where it's it's different sort of ways of being raunchy. It, it, it's because a it's a raunchy in a way where you can get away with it. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But ba- okay, I'm looking at it now, and um, and Eliza has three shows on Netflix. Oh, the first okay. one she did is called War Paint. It's not that it's bad; it's just not as good. Like if you watch the two other shows first, War Paint is gonna suck. Okay. So I would advise against watching War Paint, but watch Freezing Hot, and her other show is called Confirmed Kills. <laughs> watch the two in order because one is vastly better than the other. Is it like a trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that. She, I, I don't know, man. It's just like I, I really love watching her try. She communicated one thing that really hit home for me. She, she talked about how women constantly need to fix their makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of women, like I, I know women who said, "Fuck, I really know what she's talking about," and then. I even know some who did like she, I knew I know one who watched her show once and went I'm not watching this she's very generalizing and I don't like it and then she watched it again and she was like fuck she's right <laughs> <laughs> but she said that women sort of very constantly need to fix their makeup mm. and once they start feeling like they have to fix it they feel it with the urgency of if she had to communicate it to a man it's it's the urgency of having an itch on your balls. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the sort of, fuck, I really need to just get this. I don't care if I look like an idiot doing it in public. I just really need to get this out of the way. It's like adjusting your underwear, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly. Like, unsticking your balls from your thigh. Yeah. <laughs> but she does that, and a lot of her jokes are just meant to sort of communicate the female experience while also communicating communicating it to men and what would you rate it oh definite like five out of five for my part (laughs) i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that you were right about what you said earlier that when you talk about stand-up it definitely turns into sort of a review format in a way yeah (laughs) if okay but nicholas it's yeah it's late we've been here for a long time we've been here for a while yeah we've been here for a while um i this was really great i've been having a lot of I've been having a good time talking to you, actually. I'm glad. Yeah. I have to. 
how, how, how are you doing? You had a hangover when, when we wrote earlier. How, how is that coming along? Is that better now? or? I'm, I'm getting better, man. I'm, I'm working my way on to becoming a whole person again. Uh, like that, that party just broke me. You have that to, party you, just broke me bad. You have to find yourself. Entirely again. Like I'm building myself from scratch. <laughs> you have to go out into the wilderness and become a new <laughs> man and find some monk in some some temple somewhere and train for like a year or something. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna teach me how to, to, to serve beer again. That's <laughs> to serve beer. <laughs> it's gonna be like some weird like training montage with like beer and like a cane that you have to like, you know, balance correctly while standing <laughs> on a ball. <laughs> like instead of instead of um instead of wax on wax off it's tap on tap off <laughs> <laughs> yeah but nicholas it's great it was great to have you i'm very happy to have been here it yeah. was a lot of fun i am uh, so you we can be expecting quality claptrap to return very soon on soundcloud is that what you're saying yeah look it up on soundcloud look up look up look us up on facebook uh, we'll definitely be putting something out somewhere along this month. <laughs> That's awesome. So, man, um, nothing left to say than people. I've been glad. I hope that you've been happy listening to this, and uh, you may all have a good night. Nicholas, do you have anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. It's been a lot of fun being here. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, all right, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.